0: nice to like shop around and stuff i think that people feel good when they're like i have my restaurant i have my place to take my car i have my doctor my dentist my like they don't want to go and find another one and then risk the fact that it might be shitty like when they have their one like people stay there Mm -hmm. so have you be the one and like all of these things are the ways that you're going to be the one Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles for Time Automotive Museum. That's me. You know... When people buy from companies, they buy from ones that they trust. I think that is one of the most important things that a business can work on growing because when your customer base trusts you, they're more likely to buy from you again. They're more likely to refer you to their friends and their family because no one wants to refer a crappy company to somebody. Um, and they're more likely to just you know, say nice things about you, give you good reviews, all of those things. Like, trust, I think, is super important um, to build with your clientele.
1: Which, you know, can also be one of the, I don't know, I, it's almost like it could be the most difficult thing. And at the same time, one of the easiest things that you can do. Um,
0: Why do you say most difficult? Because
1: it could, it can, you know, it can be hard for people to, to trust you initially, uh, especially sure. if you're a new business or, and, and I think a lot of it is a, a mental thing. You know, I, t- I look at myself with miles through time and I'm a lot more confident in what we've created four years later than opposed to, you know, the first couple of months that we were open and I'm trying to say, Hey, this is this museum. You should loan me your cars. <laughs> who the hell am I right, to, you know sure. and there it's and I think it was a a block that I put on myself initially that I'm almost not worthy of their trust yes
0: okay yeah for sure uh, I, yeah
1: where now I, um, I I believe I'm more than worthy to accept anybody's vehicle on display in there and I think I've proven myself through it time and time again. And a lot of it is, it comes from, you know, I've got a ton of people that talk about me and the museum and how great everything is. I've got a lot of different people that have put cars on display, uh, still have cars on display. Um, th- there's everything that that's there for the perfect recipe to say, now I'm a trustworthy person. Uh, Establishment, mm-hmm. um, and I think, and that's probably one of the the hardest things for for new business sp- new businesses specifically to to get over that trust. Time. Well,
0: time and grade is definitely a thing, and there's nothing that you can do to rush that. Like that is one thing that you just have to put in the time. But some of there's some things that you can do though that really help kind of fast track that a little bit. Um, and one of those things is being consistent and showing up consistently. Like when you started Miles Through Time.
1: I uh, see if you're going where I'm thinking. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> uh, there were some people that would, would like call or would say, are you gonna be open this yep. weekend? Well, yes, we're gonna be open. Like we are a museum. These are our hours. No matter what, like we're taking this 100% seriously. And this is what we're doing. Like, yes, it's Wednesday. We are open because we're open every Wednesday. You know, yeah. so
1: we even got it, the other people involved, right? The other people involved with the museum were, were that, originally involved. Originally, yeah, are you gonna be here? What the hell do you mean? Am <laughs> I gonna be here? Yes. <laughs> The yeah. museum is open. Like, I don't get to be like, uh, no, nah, not today. Which is, cr- like, you would
0: think that that wouldn't happen. But <sighs> wouldn't think. we have been to other businesses that they were just not there. Or, like, and we've talked about this before, they just run out of stuff. Like, we've been to some restaurants and some cafes and things. And they're like, uh, no, we don't have that. No, we're out of that. Uh, you know, it, it's a hobby business. You know, we're just doing it because, and they'd have whatever their reason is. So, and part, that is just it's not showing up at all so showing up consistently and and that I mean, you can take that as like showing up online or showing up, but it's literally like showing up for yourself and being consistent in what you say you're going to do. If you're open Monday through Friday, then be open Monday through Friday. If you're closed every Friday, that's fine. Then be closed every Friday, like set up whatever it is. And I don't care if it's a home business. I don't care if it's your side hustle or whatever you want to call it, like whatever it is, you need to set that up and then consistently do that. No matter what, like, that's the deal. And I think that's one of the big things that's going to separate you from the ones that people are like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I want to do business with them. Like, they're sometimes open. I don't know if I can reach them. Like,
1: because then people start assuming things, you know, and and a lot of times people go to the negative aspect of of what it is that, you know, you're not doing that you should be doing. And, you know, uh, it's real easy to eliminate. All of that garbage. If you just do exactly what you say you're going to do. Right.
0: Uh, and you know, we do talk about social media, so in consistency, I think it is a really good time to, uh, talk about it because people check you out, whatever your business is, they're going to go and search for you online. They're going to do a little bit of research, especially if you're going to come into their house, if you're going to drop off your kids, like if anything like that, they're going to check you out. Uh, if medical, like all of these things are going to go check you out. So when they go to your social media and they see that you have not posted at all, uh, it, it kind of. Doesn't look great. If you think that, you know, you don't have time to post on social media, pick whatever you do have time with, like once a week. Then people can say, oh, they post every single Monday. They posted last Monday, the Monday before, the Monday before. They're still open. They consistently show up and post every Monday. And that's fine. Like, you don't have to do it five times a day, every day. Just pick something and stick with it and be consistent. Mm
1: -hmm. I actually had somebody in the museum uh, last Saturday that she wound up wanting to know what the instagram was so she was obviously the younger crowd and i tell her and she goes on there and, she, and it was almost like she was surprised she's like oh and you're posting <laughs> really yes <laughs> there you are and you're posting i was like oh, yeah of course Yes, but I mean, it seemed like right from the gate. She she assumed that yeah, maybe we were on there, but we weren't really doing anything. And and there was legitimate surprise there that we were actually doing stuff on there.
0: And again, you, it's easy to see companies that that do a lot and be like, oh, I want to be like that. But like, you don't have to. Like, whatever your thing is, like I said, if you want to be open Monday through Thursday, that's fine. Don't compare yourself to everybody. Somebody that's open seven days a week and think I have to do that. Like, you don't you pick your thing and then consistently do it, whether that's days open or your hours or even if you're going to take phone calls like this was a huge thing for me i have always been a very small business i don't want a team it's mostly me Um, for the last several years it's been me and sean we have an assistant like we keep it pretty small i don't have time to talk to everybody on the phone and i'm so sorry like i like you guys but i cannot talk to you on the phone it takes up so much of my time it uh, stops my day i have big projects i'm working on like i cannot do it and forever. I put my fucking phone number on my website. It was in my my signature block on my email. You guys, I'm not answering the shit. Why did I do that? Like, I don't know. Like, it's the dumbest thing. Like, I'm not going to answer the phone. And so it took me a long time to realize that, like, that's fine. The phone is not my thing. You can email me. I will answer you like there's other ways that you can contact me other than calling me. Like if you set up a phone appointment with me, like I'm totally like I do. I talk on the phone. I just I don't take random phone calls, mostly because everybody wants to sell me um, my own services (laughs) or insurance or whatnot. But
1: or know everything (laughs) it is that they could possibly get out of you and then say, well, thank you. Right.
0: So I have to be very selective about my time. But the thing was, I wasn't consistent With what i was actually going to do i was putting forth the fact that you could call me because i was giving you my phone number but then i wasn't answering the phone so that's like there's there's an inconsistency there that would make me look untrustworthy yeah but if i let people know that like i just like i i don't talk on the phone and you know you if you want to contact me you can email me and then we can set something up then i'm being consistent with what works for me, what works for my company, my values, my time, like there's all these other things that that's okay, that I don't have to feel bad about that or sorry for that, that I just need to put out that that's how I'm going to run things. And I think that that that's important. So if you're not, we talk about Facebook, um, direct, like messenger, like if you're not going to answer your messages on Facebook, like like how people can just like respond to or ask your company questions and stuff, like turn it off because otherwise you look like you're not paying attention to people. Like you're ignoring them and they're like, well, shit, if they're not going to answer my one simple question on, you know, the direct message why would I take my car there and drop it off? Or why would I like let you teach my kids something or you know, whatever these things are. So if that's not consistent with what you're actually going to do, like don't put that out there because it makes you not look professional.
1: Though you should have Facebook And it makes Messenger you untrustworthy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have it on, set up some automated questions and automated responses for it. The last one, if you still then don't want to use it, say
0: best way to, uh, reach, best me. Way to
1: reach me is blah, blah, blah. And, but then it, at least if there's some common questions, think of it as an FAQ opportunity for people to get, uh, you know, maybe they just want to know when you're open or, or how much it costs for whatever it is that you're selling. And, and they don't really need to talk to you. They just want to know right there. Uh, and if it's one thing I, I, I know for a fact from doing all this car museum stuff is that people – don't want to click too many times. They don't want to read. They want the instant answer, whatever it is in their head at that moment. And if it takes too many steps to find that answer, you've lost their interest. So if setting up that messenger and giving them an opportunity to click one button and it automatically tells them exactly what they need, that's a win for everybody and you still don't have to do it. So I do recommend you actually have messenger installed on there, but let them know that if that is not how they're going to actually actually be able to talk to a human being to, to reach out. Let you some them other know way. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because remember, the whole entire thing is building trust with people because when when customers trust you, that's when they're in it for the long haul. You don't want like these like bam things and people to be gone and never buy from you again. You have the opportunity for people to buy from you forever. Like this is your business. You could be building up enough people that like you never really have to like do crazy marketing or spend money because you've, you built this whole network of, of people trusting you. And so I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the second thing I have that I think is really important for building trust. And again, this was something that I kind of had a hard time at first is to share pictures of yourself there was like a really big change i read the gary vaynerchuk book crush it it was one of those it was one of his first books um, that was talking about building a personal brand and he took it like then i wasn't like i don't need everybody to know me i don't want to be some influencer or anything like that but then he came across in a different way that even no matter who you are especially in this online type of thing you're building a brand, a personal brand, whether you like it or not. So you might as well put foot forth your best foot. And even if you're working for somebody like we always have all these clients that are real estate agents and then they want to be rebranded and do all this stuff for the company that they're working for. And they take all this stock in just the like they're Keller Williams this month. And so they do all this stuff, Keller Williams, and they brand themselves Keller Williams. And then they go and move to Remax and they dump everything, get rid of everything, and they start completely fresh over as Remax. Well, if they would've just been like, you know, the realtor you wanna go to, That brand would have been secondary and they would have been the brand, the big brand. You know, they're the ones that people are actually dealing with. They're not dealing with the brand. They're dealing with the person. So if you think about that, no matter what, you are that person that people are going to be dealing with. I think it makes it a little bit different. So showing pictures of yourself, showing pictures of your office, showing like and putting these things online, on your social media. Stop showing all these stupid stock photography. Like, go take some pictures. Like, they don't have to be perfect. And I think when people see, oh, my gosh, this is a real company with real people, they look like me. That You know what I mean? Like, there's this connection. Oh, they have kids. I ha- Their kids look like they're the same age as me. Oh, my God, they have a dog. I have a dog. They like dogs. You know what I mean? Like, there's this people connect with people. They don't connect with brands and they connect with people's faces and they connect with things that you have in common. So for example, if Sean and I talked about the fact that we're in the military, you know, that both of us were in the military, Sean was in the air force. I was in the army. And then to all the people that were in the military, like now we have that connection with them. If we never said anything about that and people wouldn't know, we are losing that connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, not just showing pictures of yourself, but talking about yourself and the things that make you who you are, like with Sean and I in the military. Um, Those are the things that people are going to connect with and trust you more. And I think that people want to try to put on this like overly personal, overly corporate, maybe people that came from corporate or haven't really figured out this personal branding thing they try to push that away from them rather than using it to their benefit because it's the people that are a little bit more transparent um a little bit more open to let people know who they are that are going to be the ones that that gain more trust
1: yeah, so at, at the minimum just share some real stuff because <laughs> it it's real easy to to go down the the clip art road and the stock photography and just the the stuff that could easily be misconstrued as anybody can do this. It's made up type stuff. But the moment you start sharing real images of your real business, of you, of your employees or whatever it is, they don't have they're not like don't make them perfect. Just make them raw. So. I
0: have people all the time contact me and they're like, look at my website. Like, well, I know you can help me like, duh, duh. like, ugh. so I, I try to help out and I try to give a few little pointers and things like this that, um, and one of the things that it always is, is that I go to their website and they, they're not there. It's a very corporate-looking website. It's very sterile. There's no mention of who they are. Like, it just looks like um, some big company, some gigantic company, put forth a website. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't show that these are real people or why you would do it. The, one of the ones recently was a veteran, and the nowhere on there did it say, like, that he was a veteran, and so he understood other veterans, like... Um, I don't remember exactly what, but whatever it was like th- there, that connection that could have been there, like he could have been on the front page and said, like, I'm you like and you I, you need to deal with me because I know exactly what you're going through. And that wasn't on there anywhere. And I was like, you have to put you into it. You have to build this trust with people So that they want to choose you and you weren't giving, they weren't giving anything that differentiated them from any other website. It could have just been some corporate website that everybody got and, and nothing was special about it. Because when you have these types of commodity type businesses, that there's multiple people doing the exact same thing. And so people are going to go and kind of check out multiple of them. Why are they going to choose you? If you don't give them any options of, or any information to to have them make that decision, like they're just going to look over you and go to the next one. And I think a lot of times that that trust factor and that brand that you've built between, you know, you and them is going to be a deciding factor.
1: That's like why some of these, these companies like SafeLite and some of these, the ones that you're, you're getting some sort of service tech, you know, coming to you, uh, their whole thing is that they're going to send you a picture of the actual tech. Do they really? Oh yeah. I, I, Safe Flight is one that's done it for a while now. And then, you know, you start getting some of these people, they'll send you the plumbers, they'll send you who, whoever it is that's coming out there. So that now, like, you know who to expect, you know, it just, it makes you, oh, okay, that's what the, that's what the person's going to look like. And they can go in deeper and be like, this is, you know, more about this person or something like that. And, you know you can get you can get as much as as involved as you want. I mean you could be like this, you know, in Georgia, right? Where so and so is a Georgia State University go Bulldogs, all this stuff, and they're going to somebody's house who's also, you know, all about Bulldogs. That's
0: like the veteran thing. Like instantly, people
1: are like, "Oh, yeah. Bulldogs!" And, okay, and you're you're instantly like, "What's up, man? You know, come fix this clogged toilet." Go Bulldogs! <laughs> you know, but it, it it makes it so much better. And then guess who they're gonna call the next time? The same people. Yeah. Hey, man, send that same guy out here, where you know they could send nothing. Or even worse, they could send some, you know, stock photography person. You're like, that's not who I expected. <laughs> you know.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that real connection to show that your business is real people builds a bond that I I think people overlook. Like it's easy to see it in other things and to see that it works but then when it's your own business for some reason people are like "Ooh, i don't want to give like they feel like they're giving something away or not being professional or but but that's what you need to do to build more trust and to have those long-haul clients i think so what else do i have here So another thing that I think is great is to have real testimonials and uh, get people to leave good reviews. Because if you don't ask for good reviews, you know what you're gonna get?
1: You're disgruntled gonna get, reviews. You're gonna
0: get bad reviews because you can't make everybody happy. There's always gonna be a few unhappy, you know, people that are gonna leave bad reviews. So if you want to get good reviews, you're gonna have to ask for them. Miles Time does a good job of asking for reviews. You get reviews a lot. I'm very impressed. I get the emails a lot for Miles Time reviews. Um, And so I see from Google, like, John gave you a five-star review. But you have to ask for them.
1: The Google ones have stepped up quite a bit. I still want them for the TripAdvisor, but it's apparently not as many people are on there as I would think. Really? Uh, That's my guess of the ones that are visiting the museum because they're they're not going on there and doing it. And you have to actually be a member to do it where everybody is on Google. So it's super easy for them to do it there. And then Facebook changed theirs where it's just a a recommendation or not. So their whole star and review system is completely different than how it used to be. Uh, I actually I've seen people review other businesses where Facebook is only recommends. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) they they leave a negative review, but in doing that, they have to say recommends <laughs> it's like what? yeah, you can't you, you can't leave a negative review without still recommending the place
0: because recommending is how they've changed it.
1: yep, you don't leave a one star or five star or no star like that. you just you either recommend it or you don't, which I kind of I like that aspect because I mean people like to complain and it may not be that business's fault necessarily um, or whatever the circumstances are, you know, it could be, you know, one employee or one instance that shouldn't have happened, but then like it reflects on the whole business and it kind of, it can go down muddy water and it's not great.
0: I had, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you get, if, I know sometimes you see when I get comments and stuff like that. I had somebody comment on one of my posts and they were talking about how he always lives in fear of a one star review. Did you see that? Mm. Um, because people are so they're, they're so quick to leave a one-star review and keyboard warriors, always really quick to be super judgy and not allow people to make any mistakes at all to call people out on every little teeny thing. And like, I read it and I was like, like, I got to think on this before I respond. It was deep. I was like, Oh my. And it was just like a quote post that I had had posted. And, um, I could see that people would be really nervous when they have a business that is so reliant on reviews that if you do get a one star review and that is taking down your average because people pride themselves on what their review status is, like bad reviews are going to happen. And like for you to live in fear of them, like it like like, it hurt my soul. I would, say, soul. And I would <laughs> say
1: having the process set up in your business to to constantly be asking for reviews, which is going to ensure that you're going to have more positive reviews, most likely than negative. And uh, to have
0: a process for responding, right?
1: That, and then also, you know, we, we went out to breakfast this morning, right? We go there all the time. It's great food. and It's
0: shitty service.
1: It, it's nothing special. <laughs> it's nothing special. <laughs> um, Today, it was worse than normal. Um, I mean, it it would be a prime example for us to go and leave a negative review. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could have totally justified it.
0: I could have left details and people would have been like, ooh, don't go there. (laughs)
1: But there was a manager there that apparently, I mean, she handled it great. She not only took a portion off that we never received, but then took more off and apologized and did everything right she possibly could without, you know, short of giving us everything for free, which wasn't necessary no, like we no. we got food and we ate it and it came out regular and all that kind of stuff so that was fine uh, but that act made it so like i had no interest in leaving a review plus and we would go back I and mean, we're gonna go back right but for a business to have that in place so that whether it's you or your employees or something like that when stuff does happen try to address it immediately at the source and not give them an opportunity so to go back and when upset. i
0: went up there because sean ordered a side of something and then while we were still eating we finished our food the side never came so we're sitting there and uh sitting there like our waters or we drank everything like still sitting there no check was coming, like people are moving. I saw somebody outside that they had eaten, they had their food delivered, they ate all their food, and then they left, like, and the side never came, we never got our check. So when I actually went up there, and it took me a while to like find somebody that I could actually say something to, like we ordered something else, like it's never gonna come apparently, like can we at least just get our check so we can leave? Because I'm ready to leave now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that manager, she was like, is this something about food? And she like grabbed me real quick. Like she was not going to let that girl talk to me at all. And she had her whole thing down. Like she was the one that was going to handle that. And she knew exactly what to say. Like it was, it. she had her plan. Like she knew exactly what she was going to do and how to handle it. And she didn't let somebody less Mm-hmm. you know, manage that.
1: Someone that could get defensive. You <laughs> right, because was could a lot of really happen. young,
0: kind of new new people yeah. that were working there, like doing that. And it was the hostess that I went and talked to. And she grabbed it really quick and was like, nope, nope, come here. And and yeah, she handled it really well. So in, in the same thing as reviews, like shit is always going to happen. People are always going to find something. Uh, some people are just not going to be happy with anything that you do. Who cares? Like, it's okay. I think we all know. That those people are out there. And so if you have a couple of negative reviews, like, you know, could be user error, could be so-and-so had a bad day. I think Miles
1: your Time has it's a fine. one or two star from some guy that said it wasn't worth his trip out there and he was in and out. Like, seriously? Like, if anybody puts any weight into that compared to any of the others, then, you know, right. don't come. It's fine.
0: You're Not everybody's going to be happy. So that's fine. But having, like, a plan, and, and you know, I was thinking of a plan to respond to the negative review. But I think what you said is so much better. Like, if you have a plan to (laughs) stop the negative review from happening, if something does happen bad. But then
1: know that that negative review is is inevitable. At some point, you're going to get it and then handle it that way as well. And, you know, apologize if you need to or obviously apologize. Right. But then pull it off, you know, have them call you or email you or anything that takes it off of the review so that there's no banter back and forth, or it looks like from the business you're getting defensive or justifies anything that that negative review is saying, uh, you just eliminate that and be like, you know, sorry, you feel this way. Email the manager, call, whatever the case may be, come back in, you know, and that review does not matter at that point.
0: And no matter where somebody reviews you, you have the ability to respond to it. And I think that's one of the worst things that people do is that they don't respond to any of them. They don't respond to the good ones, they don't respond to the bad ones. And if you wanna build trust with people, respond to every single one. Like they're real people and you care. You care that they left a good review. You care that they left a bad review. And there's no defensiveness in there. We've had a couple of clients that wanted to go ape shit on these reviews that disgruntled employees left. They're like, "But they're fake. I have to tell everybody." And the the anger and the frustration and like totally, like this is your baby and somebody's trashing your baby. Like I understand that that's what you want to do. But you have to remember that everybody forever is going to read your response. And they're going to realize that when they see all these good reviews and they have that one it or that two that It's them. It's not your business, and your reviews are not like that. One star review isn't a direct reflection or make you worse of of, you know of anything, Um, and you have the ability to respond to it. And I think that when you do that, then people are like, oh, they're pretty cool. (laughs) Like even if something does happen, they made it better, and so that is something that you know really is going to boost your trust with with people even before they ever. Even go into your establishment because some of this stuff is is a precursor before somebody even comes in. You know, people think of marketing, and I think they think of uh, running an ad, and that's marketing. But man, that's not like it's so much more. I think how you respond to reviews that's marketing. Like that is getting people's opinions to change or you know to to have an opinion before they even. Um, do any type of business with you
1: you looking for a place to go get a massage it was researched on reviews like who's got the best you know so you don't waste your time going to some place that if all you did was go and look and like this place was awful you wouldn't have wasted your time right
0: and I drove a little bit further for the one that had more reviews, but you have to ask for reviews. Um, and I think on their reviews, they were one that they were very active in there and they were responding to all of them. And so that showed me that there are somebody that cares. And when you care about your business and you show that you care about your um, your customers, like it shows. And then people are going to choose you. People are going to choose you and stick with you longer because I don't think. Though it's nice to like shop around and stuff, I think that people feel good when they're like, I have my restaurant, I have my place to take my car, I have my doctor, my dentist, my, like they don't want to go and find another one and then risk the fact that it might be shitty. Like when they have their one, like people stay there. Mm -hmm. So have you be the one and like all of these things are the ways that you're going to be the one. It's not that hard. Like, it takes a little bit of work, but it's totally doable.
1: It can be done by you as a business owner or or give it to one of your employees and have that be something that they do. But it's got to be done one way or another.
0: So we have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday, and we would love it if you would come and check us out. We always talk about things like this, ways that you can be smarter about your marketing and maybe find things that you didn't even realize were marketing, things that you needed to be smarter about. So we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.
1: Later. Uh